Hello and welcome to Groovecast, uh, the podcast for the rhythm section, with me, Ashley Walker. And me, Charlie Smith. Um, and today we're going to be talking about um, basically what we've all just been through, 2021. Um, as we're recording, we've just uh, got into 2022. It's January um, and fingers crossed, touch wood, it's looking a lot brighter than it was this time last year. Um but despite that, we did have a quite a lot of highlights, musical ones and other. So we thought, what better way to celebrate the new year than talk about some of our um, top moments in 2021. Um, and uh, I think to start with, obviously 2021, we were in a lockdown at the beginning of the year. And um, although there weren't many live opportunities to play, we, you know, Charlie and I um, both were kind of getting to grips with the online thing and um, I know we both sort of uh, were doing the online thing, and I know you had a couple of big musical moments at the start of 2021. Yeah, it was uh, it was surprisingly a, a, a good start to the year, as as best as could be expected, I suppose, at the time. Uh, I mean, the kind of the first milestone in our sort of little. Um, list of of things that w- that we came up with uh, when discussing and and sort of throwing some ideas around. As for me personally, was um, that in sort of through the first month or so of the year in discussions and then announcing it in February uh, was that I became a member of the Snareweight family, which is uh, for those non drummers out there, is um, a dampening system uh, for use on on drums. So. Uh, it was, you know, a company in the US and and through my friends at, at Rubik's Drums in in London. It was uh, it was great to put that together and and be able to join the family officially as a as an artist, which was uh, kind of a big deal, which which I was quite quite proud of. And um, yeah, I've had a great relationship with them uh, ever since, and still happily using all of their products uh, as we speak. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um yeah, at the start of 2021, as I said, like there were no live gigs. Um, but I don't know what it was like for you, but for me, it was still a lot brighter than the start of 2020 in that obviously we had the the vaccine and, and all that. And we don't want to go into too much about everything that's happened the past two years because we hear enough about it on the news as it is. But um, yeah, people people don't want to hear any more about it than they need to. <laughs> no, Um but yeah, Charlie obviously had his um, endorsements, and we were still, you know, because there wasn't there weren't any live opportunities. We definitely made the most of you know the social medias and the online stuff. And um, one of the big things for myself at the start of 2021 was um, getting down and just thinking, okay, putting uh, the things that I'd learned in 2020, the online courses and the recording. Uh, courses that we both sort of did um i thought okay i'll let's try and put that into practice and write an album or something so that was sort of my first big thing at the start of 2021 um and i think that was sort of like the back end of january and february i wrote it and got it the, the demos recorded um and uh shameless plug it should be out soon <laughs> um there are two singles from that which were re- released sort of I think the middle of 2021 and we might talk about that a little bit later on but um, uh, they're available to stream now and the rest of the album has been to do with Covid and other projects has been halted a little bit the mastering and, and mixing but fingers crossed that should be out soon 
Um, so that was sort of my first big thing of 2021. Um, and then, you know, off the back of that were the sort of online projects. And once that was all finished and recorded, um, Charlie and myself got to doing some pretty cool uh, recording projects and with our friends as well, as, as well as just ourselves. Um, I think the first one we did was Josie, wasn't it, Steely? Yeah, Dan? I think that was that was the first one, which was, I mean, started completely by accident. Uh, yeah. In that I just happened to film and record it while I was playing around and practicing in here, with no real view to releasing it or or doing anything with it. It was just one of those things that you do and think, oh, well, it'd be nice to have a listen through after I've done it and and just see what what it sounded like and. And then, lo and behold, uh, a message from you came saying, uh, did you have the full song there? I think after I'd sent you a little snippet, you said, have you got the yeah. full song? It would be nice to put some bass to that. And so I think then that was the next sort of stage of the project. And, yeah, it was just one of those things we were just doing for, you know, as a way to fill some time and, and have a little fun. And I think probably as well that was the first time we'd worked together in any capacity. Yeah, I think... I, I I sort of struggle to remember when we first started to get to know each other. And they were each other. I know we knew of each other for quite a while, but I think it was sort of yeah, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, speaking over social media and uh, seeing each other's little projects. And the thing with the Josie one was like fun. Just before COVID, um, I'd sort of been playing through that album, that Steely Dan album, which was just obviously a classic. And then when yeah, you post. Yeah, Asia. Um, and then you posted a few things, I think, and I thought it'd be really cool if we could collaborate on something together. And then it was just like a light bulb moment, and that came up, and it's like, oh, brilliant! And that was just an awesome project, like to get us started on on those types of online things. Because I, my personally, I'd never, I had no idea how to even. I knew how to record bass. I knew how to record a video, but I didn't know how to even get those together or do any of that and that was a nice simple project where it was literally just bass and drums isolated um you were playing along to the track weren't you to the actual yeah i mean because with as as it was you know in in the original stage i didn't have any intention of having anyone else play on top of it so yeah i just literally played along with the with the the album you know i hadn't was given no thought to it but yeah i played along to the album I think you put bass on, did a quick video edit, and then we released it. And then we went back on it. <laughs> yeah, because then another another friend who the same thing as me, another Ashley said, um, "Yeah, have you got still got that track? Because I'd love to put some guitar on it." And yeah. and then you you put some the actual bells and the, a few of the put the, the chimes on, on it. Yeah, the chimes on. Um, um, yeah, we just just it was one of those things that it was like we were happy with it as it was, but then just. To, put those ex you know put the guitar on have the the solo on there that um ash squires played beautifully and and really well captured that kind of steely dan sound yeah. and then just the final cherry on the cake was um i pulled the the mark tree out of storage and and, and recorded the uh the little wind chimes for for the opening and the the little bridge section so it was it was good to put them in and and just add a little something to the to an already great sounding little project and that just made it you know even even better for 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 releasing it and and putting it out for us all yeah and like again because 
you know, not to go over old ground, but with the whole um, no live shows and everything, it was like little victories. I thought of it. It was like when we were doing that little project and it got out and it was I really enjoyed like when it was just the bass and drums and it was like one of those isolated videos that you see on YouTube and I look for when I'm like trying to learn a song you, you sometimes put in all the isolated things so you can hear what it exactly is and then um, when our friend Ashley Squire sent through his guitar part and hearing like the guitar solo and it sounded exactly like the record and, the, and then like the bass and drums it was just like a fist pumping yeah, yeah was, like we did it, that it's really cool totally it was a, it was a complete little um sort of a, a victory in a minefield of nothing to do <laughs> and then and off, off the back of that we we've done a few other projects without going into too much uh, over it because otherwise we'll be uh we could talk about yeah. some of these for hours and hours because i know we both enjoyed doing them so much we did. I mean, there was, as, as, as I'm sure we can both agree, a few frustrations in the video editing department. <laughs> yeah. On on numerous occasions. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was fun to learn how to you know to kind of put skills to practice and and start to get to know some some of that stuff. So, I mean, for both of us, I think we were both complete novices when it came to sort of video editing. I know you'd done a couple of little lockdown projects on your own and and started to get to know that side of it a bit with putting yeah. um, little one-man uh, five-instrument videos out, which, if you haven't seen them, are really, really good. And, <laughs> um, and you did a great job putting those together. And, yeah, I mean, I'd done a little bit of video editing for, like, college stuff and stuff before, but nothing of, of what we were doing with split screens and syncing it up with audio and trying to make it look and sound really cool. And, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was a bit of a task. Yeah, and first. for any, anybody who's looking to get into that side of things um you know and i i know i'm still a novice at all of it and it's like you never start uh you never finished learning fully about it like it is with logic and sibelius and any of those sort of softwares there's always more you can learn um but for any of those types of things if you're just trying to get into it and ease yourself in with recording garage bands a fantastic tool just to learn the basics and same with video editing iMovies you know there's no better place really to to start with it and all of our stuff have pretty much been done on iMovie and and both of our uh, both of us use logic and it was just like although it, and there's although iMovie isn't meant for recording multi you know really complex videos it was just like every time we did a little project it was like okay let's see how we're going to do this then we did yeah. um we did the fun and games um chuck mangioni cover um which involved myself charlie my dad um uh, the saxophone player snake davis and our friend ashley squires again and that was the f first one we did where you know there was four or five different things going on and um it's all you can find videos and tutorials and it's all simple stuff and uh you know when you're patient and i know uh, we can both testify that we weren't always the most patient nope. with it um yeah and the thing is as well we were kind of with both of us kind of learning little things organically we were throwing ideas at each other of problem solving or troubleshooting and it's like this won't work try that or look yeah. at that or what about doing it this way? And we were both, you know, amongst a, a cacophony of complaints <laughs> at times, going through and and kind of working things out, kind of for ourselves as well as 
trying to solve each other's editing problems or yeah you know checking mixes and and going back and forth which was which was good and it's you know although we're what a hundred and something miles apart doing loads and loads of that kind of collaboration really you know was was good to i think we really got to know each other when we were doing all of that and yeah. sort of sussed each other out on a on a musical and kind of basis just by knowing how each other worked and yeah and it was that was one of the the good things if you have somebody a partner to do this type of thing with it's like when i know there were a few times when i was trying to do we did um you you said about doing the the ultimate big band because you'd done a few of those projects obviously which is how you sort of started getting into it and then you said the last one uh, we like we should have a go at the last one the Lawrence Cottle uh, the bittersweet um yeah. cover and i think that was one of those ones where i was trying to edit the video together and i just got sick of it and just said i'm <laughs> i'm leaving it for now and then you you know it's you're lucky to have somebody else you can then say i'll have a go at it and you managed to to get it done in the end i think but... in about 20 minutes yeah we just it was like right i think that was the frustration of it that you'd said you threw in the towel for for, for a day and, and didn't want to look at it and i went right I've got nothing better to do. Let's have a go. <laughs> and I think in about twenty minutes, half an hour, I'd pretty much got a rough, a rough edit done, and then we just we we honed it and made it look um, a lot nicer. Yeah, and made it a lot more polished, and then then it was good to go. You know, and that that was, yeah, I think that was where sort of the fun and games thing and the Josie thing was more. You kind of led that a little bit, and and put a lot more time into it probably more so than I did I think on the on the ultimate big band one I think I took the reins a little bit more which was which was nice to to have a have it switch around a little bit and then you'd be the one on the sideline shouting <laughs> shouting yeah. at me and going don't do that try that change that <laughs> rather than it being you know all one win and we you know we both got to learn a load of new skills just out of doing something relatively simple yeah and um yeah what was funny about the that last one the ultimate big band one was i know the way charlie works a lot of the time is you know playing it all through like organically one take and trying to you know which is the best way to do it i have to admit that i haven't always been that way because i tend to get annoyed at myself and little imperfections and not that i am perfect in any way shape or form but if I'm not happy with it, it tends to irritate me. But and Charlie convinced me with the ultimate big band one. You know, you got to do it in one take. And and I really and I managed. I had to get my dad in to record me. Like managed to get it in one take. And I really enjoyed doing it that way. It felt like on the edge, and I had to get it right because you don't want to go back to the start. Got it done. Mix was good. Sent it over to Charlie. Realized the click was still on it. <laughs> and then I. I think I, as I was doing at that point, after I'd got a takedown of something and it, I thought I'd sent it all off and it was fine, I'd deleted the whole file and everything. So then I had to go back, record it again, and then took like another three takes, I think, to get it down from start to finish. With my dad stood there very, uh, <laughs> not not too happy about it, because <laughs> it's like a, a six minute piece of music. But, yeah. um it was some lessons were learned that way, I think. <laughs> some lessons were learned or never delete until it's uploaded and it's like somewhere where you can you have a version of it and i think both of us said 
after that, that the uh, <laughs> after doing it, we were like, yeah, trying to do this in one take was a bit of a silly idea, but <laughs> worth it. Yeah, totally worth it. And that was one of like my favourite ones out of the yeah. projects we've both done. And um, just for anybody... And interestingly... Sorry, you've gone. Yeah, <laughs> interestingly, I listened to it again recently and I was still happy with it, which is fairly unlike me when I listen back to anything I did, you know, six months ago, a year yeah. ago. I, I tend to think, oh, I could have done that differently. I should have done that another way. Just as you progress and and as you you you, you know your your mindset changes, but I, I listened back to that and I was still pretty much happy with it. How it you know with with everything that that I'd done and and the way it sounded. Yeah, anything with the uh, Lawrence Cottle where you know I managed to play it and uh, I think Lawrence sent a message um, or commented because we uploaded it and he said it sounded great so anytime he says that I'll be over the moon with it and I'm exactly the same when I listen to old things back I think I could play that so much better now like because you learn new skills everybody musicians we never stop learning and le- getting new skills and improving um, but that it's the same for me when I listen back to it I'm still very happy for it uh, with it and for anybody who uh, wants to go and check those videos out you can go check out if you're watching this video on uh, my youtube channel if you scroll down uh, i think josie and fun and games are on my channel and um anything else uh bittersweets on charlie's channel but you can go check out the links as well um in the description of this video charlie's website has all the links to to everything that we've yeah, and if you're listening to this in audio form, uh, if you head over to my website at charliesmithdrummer.com, there all of the um, the videos and stuff that we've talked about will be uh, uploaded up there, and probably in the blog post that accompanies this podcast. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that was kind of like the start of our respective 2021s. A lot of online stuff. We got to know each other, and then when the restrictions began to be lifted, we ended up meeting each other and. You got to do some some cool live gigs. Do you want to kick us off with? Yeah, with well, I mean, sort of... while we were just on that sort of subject, I mean, that was probably what May last year. Um, you came up for a little visit, and we had a a little day together, and had a jam, and played about a bit, and and uh, yeah, that was kind of the first. Yeah, it would have been the first time we we properly met, <laughs> met as yeah. far as not being through a through a screen and a camera. Yeah. But, that was yeah, and that was that was a good day. And then, of course, about not a month later than that, it was um, uh, we we started with to have a couple of gigs come back. And I, I, for for me, the first one that I had, which I know we've spoke about on the on the podcast before, was the um, the the gig working in uh, Butlins and Depping with your band. Hmm. Yeah, th- what was funny as well, like networking and how it all works because yeah the first time we met um i think it might have been like april time because the gig i think was in may and yeah we'd met and we're literally just sat in your car i think just about to go pick up a chicken parmesan from middlesbrough <laughs> and um, if, if, if if you know you know <laughs> um so yeah we were just sat talking and then um the gigs were coming through, the ones, uh, and I'll talk a little bit about those uh, those gigs for me, from my point of view, um, after this. But yeah, the gigs came through and, um, you know, the drummer couldn't do one of them. So I just said to Charlie, are you free on this date? And, and so that was it, like simple as that. And first proper gig back, really. 
that was it. Yeah, um, I think it was the thirtieth of May or something. Mm. It was, as I, as I said at the time, I said I think it's been quite long enough. <laughs> yeah, without without doing a gig by that point, that uh, yeah, I was I was ready, and um, I know probably less so for you as far as having you know your little bits uh, that you're going to talk with the summer season and stuff that I'm sure you're going to. Um, well, let's go over to you to talk about that now. <laughs> Cut it over to Ashley Walker in the studio. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the first. So that was like the online projects, and they were all kind of happening uh, happening April time, um, and then yeah, April, which surprisingly in a lot of ways was still freezing cold, um, which leads me on to the first sort of couple of live things that I did back. Much as it w- was in 2020 for me, I managed to get some outdoor, you know, gigs with my own band, just little sort of pub things, and um, and yeah. April, it was they were all sort of kicking back the outdoor ones, and the thir- first one we did back was at a pub in Skegness outside on this stage in the middle of a, the middle of a field, freezing cold. Audience so far away you couldn't hear anything from them if there were any there at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, those were sort of the first things I did back, and I just remember having just such a great time. Just um, it was almost, and like I said before, with 2020, it was still a little bit more down about everything and not sure if it was going to come back completely um but it sort of felt at this point um that it was going to come back and um yeah just enjoying every moment of it and that was april i think we did the, our first couple of outdoor gigs and then um we got uh, a call from butlins asking if we could um play there which was just like amazing for us and coming from a family like everybody's worked at butlins it was like i was the odd one out um so that was a massive sort of step if you like and and getting in there and then um yeah that kind of takes us back over to yeah charlie doing one of the i think we did one the week before and then charlie came and did one with us um and then and yeah and then the summer season that i was meant to be doing kind of restarted and that was kind of how i got back into the flow of things at the start of 2021 i know it was a bit different for you because your stuff was mostly before like theater based but you managed to get some some other stuff in yeah so um through a few um well really as we say that that one with you was my first uh back and then kind of after that things started to to pick up a little so i started working for um uh for a a, like a a a booking agency supplying tribute acts and things to those holiday parks and 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 that kind of was my route back into a busy diary and I think I ended up doing 30 plus gigs over the summer with them probably between you know on and off between June and October just some of them local some a bit further afield as we'll probably talk about later on um and uh yeah that kind of filled my diary up pretty well at least while um you know the theaters were shut and there was no um no touring work happening that kind of side of things it was a bit of a lifeline and, and something good to to pick up from you know because again at that point uh at the end of may you know i'd finished all my my university stuff all my studies were were done with so mm. i had a lot of time on my hands yeah <laughs> and you know i was starting you know i started a, a doing a little bit of teaching from from about that time and 
uh, and sort of still some online teaching, some in person, and then gradually getting back to mostly uh, in person teaching, which was good. And then, and then yeah, those gigs just helped to keep keep a keep a good flow going, as my granddad would say. <laughs> keep a good flow going. Um, <laughs> apologies, apologies to anybody from the north. I know I insult you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, We're used to it. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, I remember sort of. It's funny talking now, like 2021, even though in some parts it just went so slow and dragged, just like itching to get back at it. But it's just flown by. I mean, um, I remember sitting in your car talking about that Butlins gig and then you saying you had a couple more with this uh, with this company, Pure Entertainment. Uh, Pure, is that what it's called? Well, yeah, that's the, the parent company and then Pure, on the musician Pure side. Pure Muso, isn't it? Pure Muso. And, yeah. yeah, and... Uh, yeah, and it's you know it was funny how it worked that you ended up doing a, a gig or two for them um, in the end or just by by chance and that was you know that's something we'll talk about slightly later in the in the episode but yeah that was that was mainly it you know for for you getting to the the summer season and then for me getting into into that and then I think the kind of the next little thing that that went was through doing all of that I came uh, in between gigs. And uh, we had a little weekend together, which is where uh, the seeds oh, were yes. planted. Yes, the seeds were planted for um, doing a podcast. Could you imagine that? <laughs> yeah, we've we'd both sort of it, you'd done a a course on it, hadn't you? I think we might have mentioned it um, in one of the first episodes. Yeah, so but... it was it was one of those things that was kind of mentioned at university, and I think my words at the time were, "There is absolutely no way I will ever do a podcast," <laughs> 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 which about six months later was proven completely wrong. <laughs> when uh, you said to me, "Wouldn't it be good to do a podcast?" <laughs> and I went, "Yeah." <laughs> and, yeah, I can't. Um, I can't remember where it, because like we obviously getting to know each other online and doing zooms. We talked about well all this type of thing and. But yeah, I think the the, the key moment after we'd kind of we'd we'd thrown the idea about you know chatting in uh, on the phone or in messages and whatnot. But I do distinctly remember I was stood in your kitchen with a cup of tea one morning, <laughs> and we were talking about it and kind of that was. It came up in conversation and it just kind of laid the laid the groundwork for it and then that will have been what June time and yeah. then by the end of July we had that the first was, episode out. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think that's another thing when you for for people listening and anybody who's interested in a, you know starting a podcast or a YouTube channel or anything creative when you have somebody else that you know you can bounce off of and. Um, yeah, you you know it's like gonna be good when you come up, well, not come up with an idea, but sort of yeah, say something like starting a podcast, and the other person's just as enthusiastic. And then yeah. I remember us just like saying ideas, and oh, wouldn't it be good if we did this, and do we talk about this, and it's you know it just comes naturally at that point. It it you know it was like the the ultimate brainstorm where we didn't really think about it. It was just the ideas seemed to flow, and that's the other good thing is that when you when you've got a partner to do it with that if an idea is bad you know or you, you know it needs work you you aren't just going to go ahead with it and plow on anyway you're going to have that conversation and try and try and hone everything that you do 
and try and keep it to a you know to the to what you want and to how you want it to be and the other great thing of course is there's no control freaks in groovecast <laughs> because they no, couldn't be. <laughs> no but yeah that was yeah that was one of the big sort of yeah moments for both of us in 2021 because you know here we are in ju- here we are in january i should say and um seven episodes later <laughs> yeah and uh yeah we sort of just decided we managed to get some ideas and some stuff recorded and i managed to sort of work out well i think we both sort of worked out how it, we were actually going to record it and get it done and then i yeah. put the finishing touches on a few of the the things and it was like okay should we release it next week then or yeah you know it was it was one of those weeks, things so. i think when we first talked about it we said right we'll, we'll record one episode if it's good we'll do it if it's not we listened to it and we tried and then that was that was it you know it was like almost recording a pilot of a tv show yeah to try and get it to try and get a series we we did the pilot episode uh which became uh episode one pandemic life which if you haven't listened to it when you finish this episode of course go and give that a little uh a little listen for su- for some more in-depth pandemic thoughts <laughs> as uh as things were just starting to open back up but yeah it was we we recorded the one episode and we we were I think we both listened to it, which for both of us, we find listening to ourselves talking especially uncomfortable. Yeah. Sometimes listening to yourself playing is bad enough, but talking (laughs) is just even worse. But we both forced ourselves to listen to it and came out with, I think, the same thing was uh, the same feeling of this is actually quite good. Yeah, (laughs) I think. quite happy with it. Yeah, and I know a lot of our, well, you know, I had friends that listened to it and, um, and it was just, you know, what the whole thing of it is for us is just two friends talking about music and our own experiences and our family's experiences and um yeah that was a, a really good moment and i'd also be interested and you know if anybody listening or watching um if you went back and listened to them now and the stuff that we were talking about because at the time of recording like the first few episodes that would have been around june july time and it was only just opening up and obviously since then we've kind of gone back into restrictions out again and um like the way we sort of talk about the future now it's yeah what is it six months seven months whatever on um but yeah that was a that was a good um yeah a big sort of highlight of 2021 for both of us and um it sort of brings me on to around the same time for me because we're sort of a july time now in 2021 um, I got to do, which I won't talk too much about because I, I know I have in a previous episode, um, which again, funnily enough, when we were recording, I think was like going to be a week the next week. And now it was ages, nearly a year ago, uh, was the little, um, uh, well, it was called the Comeback Cabaret show, which was at the Embassy Theatre in, in Skegness again. And with um, my dad MDing it and um, a, a really good band, um as well and that was like the one of the only sort of that kind of thing that I'd done and a a tough thing to play and one of the hardest gigs I've done to play but that was um yeah that was kind of one of my another sort of highlight of 2021 for me a different experience and that sort of was sort of brought me into um you know the summer of of uh, of 2021. Yeah and then kind of with the summer as it was you know you were pretty tied in with the summer season i was working all over the place and yeah kind of things settled a little bit as the autumn came and i mean for me 
the the two sort of main things work-wise were uh, was really kicking off the Dainties tour which was which was great to do because again that had been postponed by a year from what should have been 2020 and then was 2021 but it was a, it was a great pleasure to do that and I think we ended up doing 11 or 12 gigs all over the country from Glasgow, Edinburgh, Birmingham, London, Brighton and um, and finishing up with a, a resounding um, show at the Sage in Gateshead which was just uh, it, it, uh, you know as, as we've spoke about on here before there's some venues that uh, you just kind of dream of playing and really when you do it's a, a bit of a special moment and for me the Sage with Martin and you know it being kind of a home gig for the whole band that was that was a really really great um great show to, to end the tour with and and yeah it was it was just one of those things that you kind of you never really it never hits you till you do it and then you sat there thinking this is pretty cool you know yeah and it was just something for me very different having done you know the past couple of years mainly doing theater stuff or reading gigs to be then doing a gig that is totally the opposite of that with it being you know as as <laughs> as a lot of uh, people with know with martin stevenson the set list is a blank piece of paper because <laughs> there isn't one he you know it's all just how he feels and what where wherever the the audience or the evening takes you so to do a gig like that and you know every everything's changing all the time there's no fixed arrangements you know there'll be solos added or things changed endings different and it's just a very very nice gig to to have done and and something something really nice and different from the other stuff i'd been doing over the summer so to do the the tour with him and and to you know i met i ended up meeting a few really great guys along the way uh lenny Kay, who is patty smith's guitarist who just happened upon the hundred club in london while we were there and he of course had uh, he produced an album for martin about 30 years earlier so that was kind of cool and then also just of a different <laughs> of a different nature bumping into um alexander armstrong from pointless and classic fm <laughs> uh while uh, doing a uh, doing a show up in annick which um and to find out he was a fan of martin's and have a lovely chat with him that was uh, a bit of a great moment just of you know of of the tour and and in general yeah and if for anybody who hasn't um already you've got to go check out charlie's um blog on on that the dainties diaries if you want to hear you know more about the specific gigs and and the trips you've got to go and give that a read it's a just a sheer pleasure to to read and i've enjoyed um those so i hope you keep those up pal <laughs> i well it's it's one of those things that when when we knew that we were going to go on the on the two i tried to document it kind of as much as possible you know taking little notes here and there or little stories as as things happened or you know and then getting to you know looking down at some of the fan the photos from some of martin's fans and things and and some of the guys that we had uh photographers in and it was just great to to put a little something together at the end of the two you know as the tour was going along of my thoughts and little things and little anecdotes as well as some of the really great pictures and you know bringing some of the fans into it as well of of the pictures that they'd they'd taken of, of us at the gigs and 
and yeah, it was it was one of those things that I mean, over the last kind of year since I launched my website, which is something we should have probably mentioned earlier in the episode, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's one of those things that just completely didn't cross my mind. But um, the yeah, getting into kind of doing a bit of blogging and and I mean, I've always kind of loved long form writing, so being able to write that and I mean, you kind of described it best when 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 you read it and said it was just like hearing you talk and it is it's just the way i approach it is it's just a train of thought yeah yeah um i was gonna bring up a really good oh yeah that was the point i was gonna say was that you know you're saying about doing this diary and trying to remember yeah having something afterwards to sort of the little anecdotes and the amount of times i've heard you know my dad and um older musicians and people say if only we'd like written a book or you know written all these things down you know they'd have like a book this big and that's the the sort of great thing about um yeah the online stuff and having a website and also just having um you know your phone or whatever just to write these types of things uh, types yeah. of things down and you've, and just, you've definitely you know, done the right thing with uh having with doing a, a blog yeah, and the other thing is just having a camera at the end of your arm, you know, on, on your phone and everything, that you can just capture little moments to to look back on later on. And, you know, there was there was some really, really great times on that on that tour, you know, on stage and off. There was some interesting times. I mean, as we've discussed before, falling down the stairs at Tottenham Court Road wasn't my proudest moment, but <laughs> it happens and, you know, someday there will be an episode of Groovecast with a few of these... Uh, hilarious gig anecdotes i'm sure <laughs> bloopers yeah <laughs> there are so many but uh but yeah so getting into the dainties tour and then also getting back into to doing the theater work and and doing the the islands in the stream tour and and things towards the back end of of last year and that was was just was just great to to be able to to do and and again it was nice after so long to to settle back into it a bit Mm. yeah and i think that sort of is bringing us sort of around the autumny time last year um i won't go into too much uh detail about it but just some when i it was thinking of my sort of highlights and, and great moments from 2021 um a couple of those were going back to ronnie scott's after nearly might have been even three years i think since i'd last been there obviously since the pandemic and and i think yeah i think it was around December, October, uh, November 2018, the last time I went, um, my dad and myself went to uh, see uh, Lawrence Cottle playing a portrait of Jacko. Uh, it was called uh, this sort of tribute to Jacko Pistorius, somebody he obviously knew. Um, and that had been postponed more times than I can count, you know, with, with COVID. Um, so we got to see that, which was sort of the summer. Um, and yeah, getting back to a live gig and we got to see Lawrence afterwards and just what a gentleman a nice guy so humble as well and it was just like my jaw was on the floor the, the whole time as you can imagine um and I know you were there was a little point where we thought maybe you'd be able to come but I'm sure there'll be uh, many more in the future um and then one of the shows that we both managed to get to see um respectively was Genesis Live which again was um one that my dad and I had had booked since like beginning of 2020 um and we got to see them at, at Leeds um and that was just one of those 
hair standing up on the back of your neck type of things being back after everything that had happened and um just i kind of just forgot how much i actually loved phil collins and genesis as a band and you got to see him as well and i know you had a great time as well watching yeah that. i mean i went i think a week after you i mean the difference was you'd you'd plan planned your uh, tickets long in advance i booked mine the week before because it just happened to have a pocket open up in the diary where i could go and see it and and as you say it, it was one of those gigs that you kind of knew was always going to be once in a lifetime yeah you you you, you sort of knew that you, this wasn't going to come around again to mm. see that that you know especially that lineup with with Phil, Mike, and Tony, and then Nick Collins and Daryl and Daryl Sterner, and it was just just great. And you know, as we both came out and said, "What a show!" Just you know, not only musically but but visually and and with all the the lighting and the effect and the screens and everything that you kind of come to expect from a, a Genesis gig. And it you know it totally delivered for for both of us, I think. And yeah. it was a, a certainly a memorable night. Yeah, and what a, a great concert to see, um, you know, first concert back after everything. Um, so, And that sort of brings us to well, sort of my uh, sort of next highlight was sort of, I think, October time, um, yeah, 2021. Um, in my sort of season sort of had wrapped up by that point and I got the call to do a gig with um, the Snake Davis band and he was doing, I think it was his classic sax solo tour that he does. Um, playing all around the country and I got the call to go and do that in um, that sh- in Shaw near Oldham um, is it the Playhouse too is that what it's called I know I know that you I, so. managed, I don't, can't remember what it was called but I think it was the Playhouse too in Shaw like a lovely little venue and that was just incredible like, probably my favorite gig I've ever done just playing with such lovely people and just supremely talented um and it's funny turning up to that gig because I know Snake just threw my dad basically, and um, obviously play- I've played with him a couple of times before and met him. But then turning up to that like as the bass player and not off my dad's you know back and and um, and the- turning up and the keys player being somebody that I remember meeting like <laughs> five years ago or something w- with my dad on a gig and um, like going to introduce myself and him remembering me and it was like you go you know like you would have experienced with your granddad going to gigs as the kid and this is char uh this is paul's grandson or steve's son and then you turn up and it's like oh this is ashley's dad <laughs> um and that was just a, a fantastic gig and certainly one of my top top moments of 2021 um doing that one and that sort of brings us sort of around to to november you know you yeah, did your so, tour and and then you got yeah. the call for your one of your big uh your big moments well yeah um so it was i mean kind of the, the first of two sort of large moments for me as as the winter rolled in was was kind of first uh getting to go down and, and accept my degree from from acm in london that was a pretty proud moment i was i was really glad that um restrictions allowed for that to to take place and and to go down and and don the the cap and gown and and get uh, get to to experience a proper graduation ceremony, especially after a year and a half of online learning and you know all that went with it, it was it was it was really cool to to do that at last and 
and then straight from that um into panto land <laughs> which was uh which was something good to to do just to to round out the year i did i think what ended up being about eight weeks in at the gala theater in durham uh working on the adventures of robin hood which was there was many laughs uh had both uh on the gig and off and uh yeah it was it was just a pleasure to work with with such great people on there and um yeah it was it was a great experience you know some of the uh the covid uh issues aside of just you know trying to keep everyone safe and you know we were some by some minor miracle we uh we made it through the whole run without any of the uh the cast or band uh testing positive and and yeah we were we were that was kind of a real feeling of elation when that was uh when that wrapped up um earlier this month so so yeah panto for me was kind of the the big uh, <laughs> the big way to finish the year and um i know for you equally if not more so you had a uh, one hell of a way to to sort of uh round the last couple of months of 2021 off yeah it was it's funny because there were like two massive it's just funny how it all works out because the two massive things for both of us like for you doing your first you know proper panto and then i got the call to do uh, my first ever cruise with uh, a couple of people that i'd been working with um for most of the year already um and we got to go to to norway to the northern lights and and went down to spain and the canary islands and um which was lovely to be down there in december um yep you never you never rubbed it in once <laughs> did you no definitely not um <laughs> So yeah, that was and it, similarly it was like very lucky. You know, we had to do all the protocol and everything, and you know we managed to get on there and um, you know yeah followed all the the rules and very fortunate um, in at the time. You know, with it being winter, all the spikes and everything in Europe, and it looked like we weren't going to be able to get off at, at certain places, especially in Norway, which I was desperate to go and see. And then it was just like fate, you know, helped us out and. Um, just a couple of days before we got there, they said, "Oh, we're allowed to get off now." And um, yeah, any of those, any of like the panto and and my cruise stuff. If you go check out our social medias, we've got you know zillions of photos of all all those things. And yeah. again, um, if you go to Charlie's website, which will be linked uh, in the description to this video, um, there'll be all the links on there and 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 the med- uh, the photos and all that type. Yeah, of thing. and that's it. That was it. And I mean. I remember your your message of uh, sitting and eating tapas, saying, "How's the snow in Durham?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was I think a great way to round the year off for both of us. And then of course um, with those as as well, we both ended up doing different gigs on New Year's Eve. Um, yeah, I'll let you kind of elaborate first of uh, of your little uh, little job. Yeah, I mean, as is the the pretty standard thing, um, you know most musicians you have your gig on new year's eve and um because of we'd done a few more uh butt Lindsay things with my band fusion earlier in the year that we've kind of glossed over like in the summer and stuff and then with like it becoming winter obviously and covid it weren't sure if we were going to get a new year's eve gig then the crew's coming in but fortunately we managed to get one long story short we weren't sure until a couple of days before how long we were going to be doing and um you know turned up and it turned out there were two other bands on and we were in the middle and we only needed to do an hour so we managed to be home by 
home, feet up, kettle on, <laughs> half nine, and got to see the new year in at home after playing just a fantastic gig at, at Butlins um, to wrap off, uh, wrap up, I should say, a fantastic for me 2021 and a great December and um yeah I, I know it, you weren't so fortunate with the signings well, <laughs> in, in in stark contrast for for me New Year's Eve ended up being a three gig day uh, yeah. so I did my my two pantos through the daytime and then on the evening I got a call about a week or so before uh from uh, a great drummer Richard Blanchard who's also a really great percussionist who again is one of those people who I first met as about a seven-year-old when he uh, he was on percussion with Peter Grant and my granddad was on kit, um, you know, and that was it was one of those sort of bizarre moments when he was like, when I got the call to see if if my granddad or me were available to depth for him um, doing a sort of a jazz swing, uh, jump jive kind of band at um, at a, a venue in Durham, and I was really it was great how it worked out that I was able to do it and it you know considering the amount of again covid related issues of the you know there was numerous depths in that band that night and um it was you know the gig went really really great everyone was just reading the parts and and sort of feeling the way through it but there was, we did some great tunes you know all your kind of classic Sinatra Matt Monroe and a few rock and roll Elvis and uh, Chuck Berry things as well so it was really good and and just a nice way to to finish off what had ended up being uh, a rather good year for I think both of us. Yeah, um, and that kind of brings us round to to the end here. I know we don't want to take up too much of our lovely people's uh, time. Yeah, as you say, brings us to the end of um, what has been another packed episode of Groovecast. <laughs> And um, yeah, wishing everyone a, a happy, healthy, and safe 2022. Hopefully, filled with many gigs, and um, I'm sure you know many more episodes of uh, of uh, Groovecast as well. Absolutely. So we'll see you next time uh, for the next episode of Groovecast. Bye bye. <laughs>